0: let's pray. Lord, I pray today, God, that your word is preached. God, this is why we're here. I pray that this is accurate, that this is true. God, that this is life-changing, that this is not just nice words, but that, that this is truth being spoken from your word that gives us meat for the day. And so, Lord, would you speak and would you prepare our hearts for this? In your name, Amen. All right, so we are on the Lord's Prayer. And this is because I'm challenging all of us to have daily prayer time. Because that is life-changing in the life of a Christian. But that can seem very intimidating if, if prayer seems like a skill that you don't have. And so we're going through the Lord's Prayer because Jesus teaches us how to pray. But even before he gets to the Lord's Prayer, he's like, don't worry about this being impressive, Let this be simple. Let this be from your heart. And so hopefully it gives all of us the tools to look at daily prayer time, not as something intimidating where we got to be impressive, but something where we can just have a connection with our father on a daily basis and talk to him. And this is why we're going through this. And so I can't recap all of them from the start. I encourage you, if you've missed one or a couple, go back and watch them. We have them online Um, because really what I'm hoping is that this is just a blueprint for how to pray daily in a way that you know you're in line with scripture, you know that it's the way Jesus taught us, but you're still having that daily connection with God. So I'm not going to recap what we've been through, but we're going to start in right now at Matthew chapter 6, verse 12. Here's the next verse that we're looking at. And this is what it says. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Now, as I said, when we first started this, it might throw some of you guys off because some of you might've memorized the Lord's Prayer in like the King James Version. And so we're using the NIV. I try to use whatever version I think the most people have. And so some of the words might be a little different and it might throw you off. So you might remember, forgive us our trespasses, right? Does that kind of sound familiar? Um, which we know kind of just means sins. Forgive us our sins. So, so looking at forgive us our debts, might seem a little weird. Why, why put in debts? Why not have it say, forgive us our sins? Why put debt in there? That seems like a, just an extra hoop we have to jump through to figure out what it means because probably I don't think many of you feel like you owe money. It's, not a, a, it's a sin issue that you ask God for forgiveness for. But I actually love that it says forgive us our debts because what it helps us to do is to actually understand at a much more core and accurate level what forgiveness actually is. Because I think the truth is many Christians struggle to forgive and they sometimes struggle to allow themselves to be forgiven. And a big part of it is because we don't necessarily understand what forgiveness is super, super well. Because we tend to think of forgiveness as determining right or wrong, right? I can forgive if I determine that what was done to me really wasn't as bad as I thought it was, then I can forgive. Or I can forgive because that person has apologized good enough or made up for it enough or shown enough contriteness that now I can forgive. And that's how we tend to view it is is forgiving is our ability to say you've done enough Or, or maybe what you did wasn't so bad. But at its core, forgiveness is a business term. That's why debt is actually a really good way to look at it. And in the Bible, if you look at all of the ways that we're taught about forgiveness, almost every single one, when it's given to us through some sort of a metaphor, the metaphor is owing money. Because forgiveness really has nothing to do with determining whether something was right or wrong, determining whether somebody did enough for us to let it go. Forgiveness is a debt cancellation. That's at its very core. If you want to know what forgiveness is, it's a cancellation of debt. That's what it is. Now, we, see, we can see this because when Jesus died for us on the cross, he died for our forgiveness, right? That, that's what allowed us to be forgiven. And when he died on the cross, the last words he said are translated as, It is finished, right? And, and it's easy to view that as he's like, okay, I did, I did it. I, I endured the cross. I did what I had to do. But that word that he says that's translated as it is finished is actually the word to telestai, which is a business term. It was what you stamp on debt when it's been paid off. It means paid in full. That's what it means. And so if somebody owed you money and they paid it back, you would stamp that on that to say paid in full, debt's been paid, it's finished. That was the word that he chose to use when he died on the cross, understanding that even our forgiveness was a debt that needed to be canceled or paid in full. Forgiveness isn't about determining right or wrong. It's about choosing not to keep score. We like to keep score. Have you guys noticed that? Those of you who are married, don't raise your hand, right? <laughs> we're always keeping score, right? Like, hey, you, okay, maybe you did the dishes, but I brought the garbage out and mowed the lawn. So really, I'm ahead, but, and we're, we're doing this math all the time in life. Who's, who's wronging us? Who's helping us? Who are we helping? Who are we wronging? And we're always trying to figure out, are we ahead? Are we doing better? Are other people not doing as much as we're doing? We keep score so much. And it's, it's really kind of ingrained in us. As I said, I used to do children's ministry. And what I would do is kind of, if there was time at the end, we'd, we'd play a game. But what would happen with the younger kids is if they started to lose, they would get a really bad attitude. I know you're, you that are parents are like, no way. No way that that's possible. And so what I tried to do is like, here, we're gonna play this game, but we're not gonna keep score. We're just gonna play it for fun. That's all. No one's keeping score. We're just gonna play it. And so we played it for a while and and a student came in a little bit late and he didn't really know what was going on. So he's like, what's the score? And they all knew what it was. (laughs) We didn't keep score. All of the kids knew and they agreed. Both the separate teams agreed on the score because it's built into us to want to keep score, to know if we're winning, to know if we're ahead. If, are we doing better than someone else? Are we doing worse than somebody else? This is built into us. And this is the thing that we need to fight against when it comes to forgiveness in our life. Because at our very core, that's what forgiveness is, is the choice to not keep score anymore. It's not saying that someone didn't wrong you. It's not saying that they didn't do something really bad. It's not saying that you are giving of yourself and the other person betrayed you. All of that is true. It's that you choose to not keep the score anymore. That's what forgiveness is at its very core. But that's why forgiveness is so hard for us because keeping score is so ingrained inside of us. We do it naturally, almost without thinking. And it's something that we need to address. Because I don't know if you caught it in the Lord's Prayer, but this is really, really important and a little scary in the life of a Christian. So I read to you Matthew 6, verse 12. That's in the Lord's Prayer. And then he finishes the Lord's Prayer. But then as soon as he's done... He goes right back to this idea of forgiveness in verse 14. So, this is Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 through 15. He says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So, he goes right back to it. He's like, And just in case you were wondering if that's what I meant, yes, that's what I mean is that if you are not forgiving people, then you are not being forgiven. Now, that's an uncomfortable truth, but it is consistently in the Bible over and over and over again. Multiple places, very clear, is this idea of us being people who forgive others is a non-negotiable in the life of a Christian. It is a non-negotiable. It's not like, hey, if you can do this, this would be great. It's like, you can't separate being a Christian and forgiving people. They are together. They're one in the same. There is not one without the other. This is what being a Christian really is at its core. We need to understand this. And this is where it's so important to have daily prayer and for forgiveness to be a part of it. Because this in our lives, we should be looking at all the time. We should be constantly looking at our lives and saying, am I forgiving? Am I someone who is forgiving? Because if we're not, the Bible's like, be concerned. And I'm not here to yell at you or scare you. I'm here to teach you that the Bible is really clear on this. Is like, this needs to be a huge point of emphasis in our life to say, am I forgiving or am I not? Because if I'm not I need to really be careful and pay attention. And I'm going to read to you. Jesus gives a whole parable on this. And a parable is basically when Jesus tells a story to help us understand a difficult truth. And this is a difficult truth, but he tells us a story to help us understand it. And what's, what's great about this is this is directed at Peter. So it's, this is a, a harsher parable that he gives. It's a little bit challenging, and so you might think, well, this is, this is something he's directing at his enemies or he's, he's directing this at the Pharisees. And he's directing this at Peter, the guy that he loves, that he's like, I'm building my church off of you. You are going to start my whole church. The man he loves, this is the person he's telling this story to. So he tells it to the people that he loves. And what I love is this starts with basically Peter saying, Jesus, how many times do I have to forgive somebody? Seven times? And Peter thought he was like really good. Like he thought he was going to get a pat on the back like seven times. You're awesome. And Jesus was like, you're not even close. You're not even close. And then he goes on to tell this parable. And this is Matthew chapter 18 verses 23 through 35. He says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. When the master called the servant in, then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In his anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Now that's an uncomfortable parable, right? Like that's probably not going to be put on a coffee mug anywhere. Like, Like this is like, this is a tough one. This is a tough one for us because, but remember, this is Jesus talking to Peter, someone he cared deeply about and wanted to be the future of his church, someone that he was investing in. This was not Jesus just yelling at someone he didn't like. This is the parable he gave because he truly cared and he understood that Peter had a heart issue. If Peter was thinking, man, if I, if I forgive someone seven times, I'm awesome. Jesus was like, oh no, you don't, you don't get what I'm, what I'm talking about here and you don't get what forgiveness is at its core. Forgiveness is not some sort of quota that you can meet and then be done. Forgiveness is how you see the world, how you operate as a human being. And this is why forgiveness needs to be a part of our daily prayer life, every day, because forgiveness is something that you need to check up on in your heart. And this is what Mark chapter 11 verse 25 says. It says, "And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins." And I think you're seeing a pattern that this this concept is over and over in the Bible. This isn't like I'm taking it out of context and trying to twist it. This is just clearly taught. Some other translations say whenever you stand praying. Like if you're praying, make sure you're checking to see if you're holding unforgiveness. Like have that just be a, a check in your heart of, if I'm going to pray, I'm going to make sure that I'm not holding unforgiveness because that's really what the Bible says. Like if you're going to pray, make sure you're checking to see if you have forgiven people. And an easy way to remember this is like, we probably need forgiveness every day, right? Right? You don't have to raise your hand, but you probably have ways that you fall short every day. And what the Bible says is like, if you need forgiveness, then part of that is forgiving others. Those are connected together. Us being forgiven and us forgiving other people is one action. That's that's one thing put together and you can't have one without the other. That's what the Bible tells us. And here's the bottom line. Here's here's what we just have to understand today is God is basically asking you, do you want to keep score? That's, That's your choice. That's up to you. Do you want to be keeping score or not? And if you want to be keeping score, we can keep score. And if you want to wipe the slate clean, then let's wipe the slate clean. But you can't separate the scoreboard. It's all on one. All of the ways that people have fallen short, all the ways that they owe you, all the the ways that they've wronged you, and that scoreboard is all in one. Either it all gets erased or it all gets kept. And God is saying, it's up to you. Do you want to keep score or should we wipe this whole thing clean? That's what we should be doing on a daily basis. And I just want to say, we don't want to keep score. Like, that's not going to work well for us. And if you look at the parable, it's like, we owe, how much did we owe? 10,000 bags of gold versus, let's see how much. Awesome, you're going to get candy. 100 pieces of silver. (laughs) Who would like to say, hey, let's just wipe the slate clean, right? Or who's like, no, I would rather be able to demand the silver and and have to fight my way back from 10,000 bags of gold. That's not a good deal. That's not what we want. You don't want the score kept. That's the beauty of being a Christian. That's like at the core of the whole thing is that we get to not keep score, that that gets erased. That's why Jesus went on the cross so that that option is available to us. And really the core of it is like, are we willing to let all of the score be erased? Are we willing to let what other people owe us be erased along with it? That's the heart of forgiveness. And that's why you can't separate it is it's all on the same scoreboard. Either we erase it or we don't. And this is at the heart of what forgiveness is. Do you want to keep score or not? This is Matthew chapter 7, verse 2. This is what it says. It says, For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's why God's got the eraser. And he's like, do you want, can we just get rid of all this? Do you, want, do you want me to just erase this? But for so many of us, it's like we have such a hard time with what's owed us. We have such a hard time with, with the score that we've kept, what other people have done to us and how, but I'm ahead of this person. And even though it's like, oh my goodness, God is, is willing and ready to erase this unbelievable like, loss that we could never, ever catch up on. It's like this little bit, but man, but this person owes me and I, I wanna be able to demand that from them. Don't let that stop you from letting the scoreboard be erased. Because again, that's at the heart of what being a Christian is. That's why forgiveness and being a Christian can't really be separated because being a Christian means the slate's been wiped clean. But as part of that, the slate has to be wiped clean based on what other people owe us too. And this is at the heart of forgiveness. And this is why we need to sort this out every day in our prayers. And I want to take some time to be really practical because this is one that, that I want to go through a practical way of have this, having this be a part of your daily prayer life. So here's how I start is, is I, I go through the Lord's Prayer and I get to forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have debt against us. And I start with just saying, God, in the past 24 hours, so like I pray in the morning. Maybe you want to pray at night or at noon or whatever. And I just say, Lord, in the past 24 hours, how have I fallen short? What do I need to ask forgiveness for for the past 24 hours? Here's another reason why daily prayer time is so great is then you only have to deal with 24 hours. Man, if you pray once a week, that's a lot of stuff to go through. That's a lot to process. But man, if you pray every day, it's like, I just got to deal with the past 24 hours. And most of us sleep for like eight of that. So like we're like at 16 hours. And you're, you'll still be shocked at how many things, but you give God some time. And you just kind of, I literally try to play through my day like I'm watching a movie or, or something. There's, there's, there's um, Ignatius, who is a big into like... Uh, Christian retreats and things, he, he called it the examine. That's what he called it, is you, you just examine your day to say, Lord, show me how I fell short. And it humbles us, but then we can ask for forgiveness from a place of true, like, I've examined myself. And that's why, if you do it every day, you only got to deal with 24 hours. You only have to deal with 24 hours. You examine and you confess because the Bible says when we confess our sins, he's faithful. But you can't confess sins that you don't know about and you're not gonna know if you don't take the time to look and you don't take the time to process. And it's really the heart of David. This is Psalm chapter 32, verses three through five. This is what he said. He said, when I kept silent... My bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of the summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. He's like, when I tried to pretend my sin wasn't there, when I tried to just avoid it, plug my ear, la la la, I'm fine. It was like my my life was just so heavy. It was so terrible. But when I took the time, to examine myself, acknowledge what's going on, confess it to you, you wiped it away. And this is the heart of, of just daily prayer for forgiveness is you take the last 24 hours and just humble yourself and admit where you fell short and you confess it to God and he will be faithful to forgive you. But He's you can't confess sin that you don't know about. But then as I said, you can't stop there. You have to immediately go to the next step because us receiving forgiveness and us forgiving other people is one action. That's, that's one thing in the life of a Christian. And so here's where it gets really hard, and I'm just going to challenge you guys. Most of us have two or three, maybe four or five people that have really hurt us really bad. And it's, it's a problem. And, and you, you think you forgave them, but then all of a sudden you, you realize you're still holding on. And what I do is, is every day after I ask God to forgive me of where I fell short is I start with my list of go-tos. Who are the five or six people? Again, maybe you have 10 or 12 that you're like, man, these people really hurt me. And I have a legitimate reason to say they owe me. And I walk through each one, and I go, where's my heart at with this person? Where's my heart at with that person? And just see, do I need to let go again? Do I need to let go again? And I walk through. And it's amazing, again, where if you do it every day it's easier, and you catch it faster when your heart starts to harden to those people again. You catch it immediately because you're walking through it, and you go through the process of tearing up the I owe you. That's literally what forgiveness is, is they owe you. They, they wronged you. They owe you, and you, you admit they owe, they owe me. They wronged me. This was wrong. This was messed up what they did, But you just choose to say this I owe you, this note that I have that says this person owes me, I give up the right to collect that debt. I'm not saying that debt isn't real. I'm not saying that they didn't do something really wrong. And and God might even have to settle that with them. But I give up the right to demand payment from them. I give up the right to say you owe me. And I let that go every single day. And then I say, okay, God, who else? Like, has there been someone in my life recently that's wronged me that I need to check on? And this is the real work of forgiveness. This is the real work of erasing the scoreboard every single day, just getting it erased. Again, you're not telling those people that what they did was okay. You're not saying that I need to let them back in my life even. There might still need to be boundaries that you set up with certain people that wronged you or hurt you. You're just saying, I won't hold on to the debt anymore. I will let go of my right to demand payment from that person. That is what I let go of when I forgive. That is erasing the scoreboard from them. And you know what's amazing? Is that that debt that you hold on to, it's actually holding you captive to that person. And when you rip up that IOU, you are actually much more free from that person that hurt you than you were when you were holding on to the debt. Forgiveness is as much about you as about anybody else because it lets you free from that person because there's no longer something connecting you to them. The debt is actually a string that is holding you to that person that has wronged you. And I want to be really clear. When I tear up the IOU, I don't suddenly have warm and fuzzy feelings for that person right? I don't. I don't suddenly have warm, fuzzy feelings. I don't suddenly want that person in my life. I don't suddenly trust that person if they broke my trust, and I don't suddenly think that what they did was okay. None of those things happen, because that's not really what forgiveness is at its core. Someone can owe you $100, and you can cancel the debt, and it doesn't mean that you think any differently of them. It just means you've canceled the debt. That's all that forgiveness is, and if you're like, I don't know if I have forgiven them or not. Here's my, my challenge. If you really want to take this to the next level, if you're like, man, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm where I should be with these people, try to pray that God blesses them. And see what your heart does. And this is scriptural. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44 says, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This is how I test my heart with those people is I truly, I get their face in my head and I say, God, bless them. I I hope they see your goodness. I hope that you are in their life and I hope that you bless them with your goodness. Not because I want them to be rewarded for what they've done, but, but I know that I'm being obedient to what God has asked me to do when I can do that. And I know that I have to humble my pride so much to do that, that I'm the one that benefits. But I know when I do that, the scoreboard is clear. And this is really the heart of this. And, and this is, as we close, the benefit of this is you get to live every day with a clean slate. You get to live every day letting go the baggage of the past, All of the things that you feel like you owe God, that you have to try to catch up for and make up for, the things you feel like you have to earn when it comes to your salvation and God in your life, you get to let go of all of that because you can know the scoreboard is just clear. You know the score is not being kept anymore. You did the work of erasing and it's gone. And this is where God's like, let's erase. That's his heart. Let's erase the scoreboard. But we have to be willing to let the scoreboard be erased for it to happen. And if we can't let go of what we feel like other people owed us, then that scoreboard is still in play. And that's where if you're someone that you're like, why do I never truly feel forgiven? Why do I still feel like I've got to try to earn God's love? Why do I still feel like I'm, I'm the one that's got to be good enough? It could be that, that you're not really letting the scoreboard be erased. And if you can walk through this true forgiving of others, true confession of your sin and know that it's erased, just imagine what your life can be like knowing the score is settled today. You're not living life in debt today. You're living life free. Score has been settled. That's why we want to take care of this every day. There's so much baggage that gets taken care of when we can do this. But we have to be willing to forgive ourselves and we have to be willing to confess what we need forgiveness for and i would say do it every day because then all you have is 24 hours to deal with you can handle 24 hours but if you put this off and you put it off it starts to get more and more overwhelming to take care of all of this all of the scores you've kept and all of the ways you've fallen short so i'm i'm encouraging you do this every single day i believe it will change your life and so if you guys would stand I want to pray over you before we close Lord I thank you that because of what you did on the cross we have the ability to be forgiven God that we owed a debt that we could never even touch we could never come close to paying back And God, you have given, you have done what what is required for that score to be settled. And Lord, all we have to do is is walk in it by choosing to forgive others. And so, God, that I pray that you help us, Lord. Lord, there's people here who have been really wronged and really hurt, and it was not fair, and it was not good, and and it it really messed with them. And God, I just pray that you help them, that your Holy Spirit guides them in what this is, Lord God, that you're not saying what happened was okay, but you desire for them to have the freedom of letting it go, of canceling the debt, of letting the scoreboard be erased. And so Lord, would you help us with this? Would you help us to be people who forgive, people who walk in wholeness and freedom, not not carrying around the baggage of how they've fallen short and how other people have fallen short, but Lord, walk in the fullness of knowing it's been righted, the debt has been paid, paid in full, it is finished, God. Would you help us walk in this, Lord? Help us to be people who forgive. We pray this in your name, amen.